0: Welcome back. It's uh, time for travel with Moncon McGann. Now, um, he talked about Sligo last week, but uh,
1: this week we're going somewhere in Europe and we're going to? We're going to the south of France. We're going to Provence, but an area in Provence that most people don't look at. It's right on the coast and and it's just to the east of it is the Côte d'Azur. This sort of, that come-hither magnetism of the glorious beauty of, of, of there. To the west of it is Marseille, France's second city. It's most vibrant in terms of art and in terms of multicultural. Um, but right in the middle of it is a province that people don't talk about called Var, And the main town is Bandol, which people only know in terms of wine. There's a phenomenal um, wine appellation oh, there. Why would that be? Why, why would people not go to because, the VAR? Uh, the VAR, because, people, I mean, you know, it, it is, it's what's trendy. So what happened was there's one place in the VAR region that everyone knows, and that is Saint-Tropez. So Saint-Tropez is its only golden star, and people will go straight there and will ignore the rest. But Saint-Tropez wasn't, it was a sleepy, quiet little fishing, cobble street fishing until, town. Until in comes Bridget Bardot. Who was probably about 19. Yeah, this was in the 1950s, and she starred in a movie called Et Dieu Créa la Femme, and God Created Women. Directed by Roger Vadim, who's mm. who I think she married after.
0: Okay, right. But um, she now mm-hmm. looks after cats. Right, and she, she she's a bit like Doris Day. Doris Day and herself have an affection for cats and dogs and things. Mm-hmm. And they're both about the same age. Hmm. But, but he, so everybody then went to... So I remember, so I was a kid, mm. I remember saint Bay
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, but so I mean, you look, you go back a hundred years before, and it was as Guy de Montpasa writes. Um, What is this? Sardine scales glistening like pearls in the cobblestones. It was just a quiet, sleepy fishing village. Well, and what happened, it is now around the Vieux Port, the old port, it has just become this zone of the mega-rich, like these yachts which look more like UFOs, these bikini-clad beauties and their rich sort of Russian oligarch um, lovers following them around. You need an awful lot of money. You need to look tanned and very beautiful. Um, during the season, that is only during you know sort of June, July, August, September. It then is absolutely it goes back into peaceful quiet again, and it is a gorgeous place. Like it's worth visiting Saint-Tropez off season. It'll sicken you if you go um, in the meantime. But the thing about it is, all around Saint-Tropez, like so, you know that main famous beach is Plage du Pampalone, North and south of that is phenomenal, untouched uh, coastal. Like coves and, and and wilderness, and there's a walkway. So as we know, like so much of the south of France is, is a realm of millionaires and it's, is zoned off. But somehow they've kept this 200 kilometer, almost 190 kilometers, um, walkway the whole way along the Var from Saint-Tropez to Bandol, and you're going across these little. Uh, coves and secret crystal water lagoons. Some of them to get down to them now require a hair-raising climb down the cliff, but that's the whole excitement of it. Some of the walk it can be very stony. Some is over beautiful meadow. But like one of the great experiences to do is uh, to go like walking, particularly between Saint- p- p- the long the Saint Tropez peninsula between Plage de Gigaro and Plage Pampelonne, which is the big famous place. You're going to see. I mean, there's little nudist beaches. There's places which are just devoted to to snorkeling. Um, but it is it's just it's another world from the garishness that, you, that we imagine of, of the south of France of the Cote d'Azur normally uh, it's worth seeing I mean you, clearly you want some of that garish you want some you want to visit the Roman ruins and then Roman ruins are normally there's going to be a lot of tourists there you want to see the sort of whole modernist masterpieces the wonderful architectural gems built by the likes of you know Corbusier and our own our own wonderful Eileen Gray um, Eileen
0: Gray who's Eileen Gray
1: you know who Eileen Grey is. I don't know who Eileen Grey Eileen Grey is like the most influential female modernist architect of her, architect and designer of her time. Really? She, yeah, she comes from just outside Deniscorthy. She was completely ignored by Ireland because she was, it was about aesthetics and because she was Protestant. and We did not want to make those people our heroes. So this woman was so influential that she built this house called E-1027 um, down near near Antibes in France. It was such an influence, such a radical designed house in, somewhere in the 1920s that Corbusier, Corbusier, decided he was the only house he ever wanted to look at again. So he builds himself a shack, a garden shed, on the edge of a property, and just re- spends his retirement sitting in the shack looking at E twenty seven. I mean, the, yeah, seriously. I mean, she. Thank God, she, only in the last five years she has been um, hailed by Ireland again. There was a great RT movie done by her. actually my brother and I did another documentary on her, and then the National Museum has a, has a great showing on her. Yeah, check out Eileen Gray. Um, Anyway, so we have this wonderful walk. We have, a, if you don't want to do a walk, if you're going there with kids, there's this really quaint petit train, a little train that goes, uh, stops at sort of ten of the easiest access beaches. So it leaves from La Lavandou, which is a fine old resort town in its own right. Again, quiet, does not have super rich millionaires and Russian oligarchs, um, and it's along an old disused railway track, but it's, but it's sort of a motorised train. Uh, It's a lovely way between Toulon and Saint Raphael. But again, off-season, you're going to see very few tourists. In-season, it's just families. It's local French families. It's very quiet. Now, this, uh, but you said Mm -hmm. the primary town, the sort of county town, Mm -hmm. as it were, where was Bandol yeah yeah. Bandol is like I mean oh, again we it's not known as a holiday destination but it is known by wine lovers basically because the appellation, the appellation d'Original Controle of Bandol is one of the best Provencal wines and you know any restaurant the wine is going to cost you or even if you go and visit one of the great vineyards the Chateau de Castillon or the Domaine de la Viette it's going to cost you 20 or 30 euros so you're not going to think you know you're going to full up your van and get home again it's, it's going to be like but that wine would cost 40, 50 euros in Ireland. Um, the, it's all based on one grape called the Mouvedre grape, which grows best here, but the grape needs to see, they say, the gusts coming off the ocean. So all of the vineyards are in sight in some way, or the best vineyards in sight of the ocean. And three of the quirkiest vineyards and the best ones to visit are actually not on the French coast at all, but just off it, on the, on the islands. So there's this system, there's this uh, cluster of islands between Saint-Tropez and Bandol um, they're called these il the de, 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 yeah, hyeres, but they're actually called the Islands of go, the Golden Islands. They use il or-, or because they sparkle. There's uh, some sort of um, mica in the stone that makes them sparkle. And it was taught. The myth is that there were princesses swimming in the water that were turned to stone, and this is what created these beautiful gems. Two of them, which are pri- weird, the same one, except they were
0: turned to swans. Exactly. I mean, it was everybody was arriving at the same answer. So Get three young ones and <laughs> turn them into something. You see? Well, that's it. Yeah. Um, oh, the, oh they, who were the
1: three swans? Anyway, what was the no? You mean you mean Lock, uh, Loch Vara, the wild swans? Oh, no, sir, not the wild swans. You mean King Lear and the yeah the the, the wild swans, the swans where they have to they've they it's have not to King Lear, King Lear, was Shakespeare, <laughs> okay. dozing, okay. okay, traveling. Give me a second. You? It's Lear. It's Lear. Lyric uh, the children of Lyric. <laughs> <laughs> which is in no, so right. which is in Tullinali in yeah. in Loch in Westmeath. Yeah, right. Okay. okay. Back to the three uh, the swimming islands. virgins turned into stones. Right. Now two of them are two of them, one is called Pochel and Port Cro. They're the biggest. They are owned by private families. Okay, so they are utterly preserved and they're preserved as sort of uh nature reserves. You cannot there's no cars on any of them. So you go out there, you can, a lot of them, you're not allowed free camp. You have to stay in one of the organised campsites because they do try and protect them. But they're like this uncluttered. They're like the south of France, like the Côte d'Azur before tourism ever hit it in the 1950s. They're really, they're really beautiful. The third one is called L'Île de Levant of the, the island of the east. It's the, to the, further to the east and it is more problematic. It's a military zone and a nudist colony. Uh, So it has sort of the anger of the movie. So it's naked soldiers. Exactly, yeah. And it's 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 very built up. There's a lot of souvenir shops and discos and camping grounds. But... Um, I'm getting the
0: impression Mm -hmm. from you that apart from Bridget Bardot and the Russian oligarchs Mm -hmm. in
1: Saint-Tropez, it's just a pretty quiet place to go on holiday. Yeah, totally. I mean, Bandol itself, right in the centre, there's some very expensive restaurants because, you know, it still does attract millionaires. And the main sort of beach there is the Anster rene Cus. And again, some charming, really old, quaint um, cafes. But it's not overdone. They're in the original pastel-painted buildings which you would live in the old port. How did you get here? Yeah, anything with the south of France, you go either Ryanair or Aer Lingus. Aer Lingus, well, it's better in this case because it'll get you straight into Marseille, and uh, costs. I mean, you know, off season, one hundred and six kilometers. Uh, All Euros. right, okay. So Marseille is your nearest airport, really. yeah. Which mean, is like a... it's only thirty kilometers from this oh, area. Oh, really? And in fact, I mean, I want you visiting Marseille as part of this. You're, you're going to, yeah. If you're arriving into Marseille airport, you're renting a car probably there to drive down. Um, now Marseille is the great. Mm Port town of of, of France. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So ever since whatever 600 BC, when a load of Greeks arrived in Marseille, and you know, and thought this is a great, this is a good place to set sail or to to base themselves, it has always attracted people from North Africa, people from the Middle East. It has always had this this multicultural. a multicultural feel. It was industrialised so it suffered like a lot, like parts of Britain and parts of Poland in the post-industrial era, but it's now coming back in this as this sort of creative hub and using these vast spaces to, for sort of artistic excellence um, and it's beginning to sort of get some wealth again. The famous thing about Marseille is the food, is the bouillabaisse, the great traditional uh, fish soup of Marseille and I mean... There's I've, ne- I've always been terrified yeah. of, of uh, trying it. Yeah, and you mentioned, you knew this the famous Portuguese fish soup that I was telling you you can get in Carlingford, and you knew, I've forgotten the name of it already. Right? Yeah, so I've from, had that, Jan, yeah. I mean, I've you, had the
0: Portuguese
1: soup. But
0: the best fish soup yeah. of all, mm-hmm. for me, I fell in love with it in 1987, mm-hmm. is a New England clam chowder.
1: That's creamy, though, isn't it? That? That's creamy. Yeah. Potatoes,
0: clams, Mm. Uh, in a white
1: soup. That's okay. my favourite fish soup. Okay. So, and Marseille is full on. You know, there's so much of either Middle East, there's so much Moroccan culture, so much North African culture. It is, as I said, the biggest city in France after Paris. So it's, you know, you're not going, you're not going there for a relaxing holiday. You're going there for a bit of vibing. The best place to probably eat Boulabès is this famous Michelin-starred restaurant um, called Les Pousettes. Um, again, it's very posh, very elegant. But at least you know you'll have had one of the great, the great ones, uh, the great um, soups. Then you try and get out of Marseille, and what's lovely? The Marseillaise, the people of Marseille, are incredibly proud of this coastal walk they have called Les Calanques. Les Calanques, it's twenty-kilometer stretch of high, rocky promontories rising from the brilliant, like turquoise Mediterranean Sea. And again. One of the best ways to do it is if you could get a kayak from Marseille around to some of these coves, because they're very difficult to get to. Particularly if you could do, take a kayak from Marseille uh, with a guide, you know, who's in front of you on the own kayak, just to show you the way to um, Cassis, the beautiful town of Cassis, where uh, lovely creme de Cassis.
0: I've Come been
1: on. thinking while well, you've been rabbiting oh. on, as is your won't. Yeah, yeah. Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, exactly. Just off the little island just off Marseille and these Ile d'If, who uh, the whole. The Chateau d'If. Was that right? That's right, exactly. And he was locked up there and then he escaped and all that sort of stuff. so the sure. remains of the famous—it was originally a fortress and then turned into a prison later. But so many important people, like during the revolutionaries, were were locked up there. The communards in 1871, hundreds of Protestants were before that in the, in the fights with, with the Catholic kings. Uh, and it is—it's just—it's an—it's just, it's an, it's just an, a very powerful atmospheric. Even when you go to the old port in Marseille, you look out to it. But it's worth taking a trip out there. Um, you know, talking, there's this lovely idea that uh, of swimming out to an island. So let's say we're back in Bandol. Uh, you remember I was talking about those yeah. golden islands. So those three islands. There's one really cheesy, nasty island set up by Paul Rickard of the Rickard uh, drinks. Pernod you know. Rickard. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So he had far too much money. He builds himself a, uh, a sort of a... Um, a racing circuit in uh, sort of inland from Bandol, which is still available, which you can still go and see. But basically, he took over a whole island and decided he was going to make he was going to make it into the ultra tourist site. It's really cheesy now; it's like some sort of Disney version of France. But if you can swim out to it from the mainland, it's just a lovely it's a lovely destination to arrive in. And you arrive, and the, he's recreated the the main town or in the, like uh, the scene. From the town, from the prisoner in 19, the 1960s TV series, Patrick you know. McGowan. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so it's both cheesy but intriguing, and he has this whole wine museum with eight thousand bottles of wine, all all empty for some reason, um, but showing the wines of every sort of part of France, of Europe, of the world. Um, there's also a rake of sort of you know glitzy different hotels, different um, different bars and restaurants okay. there. But you can go. So if you there's a there's a boat out, but you're gonna have to pay. But if you have a booking in one of those. Hotels are one of those restaurants um, at night. You can get free access on the boat. Oh, it's yeah, worth oh, going out just for the Gary. The Gary's okay. disgusting. There's
0: one thing you haven't talked about here Go and on. I always think you should talk about it in France. Mm-hmm. Is the TGV. Yeah. yeah or yeah. it's TGV. Or TGV, or exactly. Yeah. Uh, which Ingrid's a big fan mm-hmm. of, interestingly. Yeah. Uh, this has got to be a help down here somewhere, it? It really
1: it? is, yeah. I mean, so English people, when they're travelling down to Provence, they will always just hop on the, the train in London and take it down to t- down to the south of France. And it, it, there's no reason why we can't do the same. Like, you know, get on Hollyhead and mean that we have no driving to do, no flying whatsoever to do. And um, take the train. Exactly. Yeah, All go, the way. No, well, go down as far as Aix-en-Provence, Aix-en-Provence, isn't it? Which is like... Aix-en-Provence. That's right, Aix-en-Provence. And you mentioned, sometimes you just gloss over things and
0: then I have to, I suddenly think 10 minutes later, oh my God, Mm -hmm. my rugby is coming back to me Mm -hmm. here. Toulon is around this place. Champions of Europe, are they? Were they? Uh, yeah. But isn't Toulon? It is. You? It
1: is exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, not Toulouse you mean? Too I long. mean Toulon. It was Toulon. Did they ever do good in rugby? Yeah. yeah.
0: Champions of Europe, you right. dozing travel man.
1: you small. It's you're small definitely
0: look. not going to be
1: our golf correspondent, <laughs> and now you're not our, our rugby correspondent. I, I would love to send you hiking if I could. Inland in Var, yes, which I mean, gets mind which, you, knee I can hike. Oh, very good. Okay. Well, oh well, one of the best sites, but again, it's slightly touristy. Is Castellet? Castellet is just a, a fortified. Town on a rock, um, just to, you know, about to half an hour in from the coast, and it's worth seeing because it is a perfectly preserved 15th century castle, t- castle town with the fort, with these sort of the fortified gates into the town, all cobbled streets. It's full, as you can imagine, of little shishi galleries and candle yeah. shops and art okay. galleries. But it's worth going. To. And then, if you go further in into Northern Var, which no tourist goes, you basically have this this deep. Um, this deep river valley, with soaring sides on on either sides, which is all about which has been now being a, a, a center for both paragliding and um, hot air balloon ballooning, so paragliding you can do for about sixty five euros you can go up with someone else in a paraglide, but for about three hundred and seventy euros you could do a whole course so that you can fly at the end of your holiday, you can be doing your own paragliding um, so you can imagine if the, if this, this valley with very steep sides with the var river winding down in fact. This is the area where the Verdun Canyon is, which is the largest canyon, the deepest canyon in Europe. And they've all set it up. Now, in hold a while here. Go Verdun.
0: Is, this isn't Verdun. No, 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 no. no this is right, Gorge okay. de Verdun. This is the south. Of, is a different Verdun. Exactly. Our yeah, reason.
1: and right at the bottom is the Lac Saint-Croix, which is uh, a lake right on the northern okay. border. of But, but hold a while. On. I'm
0: just not going to let you get away with this. Okay, right? On. Your dismissal of Toulon as a rugby uh, It's a small Paris. enough
1: town. I'm just thinking, that you're, I mean, it's not a small enough town, but it's a town. Are you sure this is the right T-O-U-L-O? Yeah, it's, it's a rugby capital.
0: Because... Go on there's some local multi-millionaire ah. and he buys in all these foreign players. There's probably no Frenchman on the team at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. It's like a World 15. Mm-hmm. The great Johnny Wilkinson, which means nothing to you, uh, played for Toulon.
1: You see, now we have it. Right. And...
0: yes. You must have heard of Paul O'Connell.
1: Yeah. He's going to long next year for <laughs> yeah. bucket loads of cash. Yeah, no, I totally see it now. If if you say it's a millionaire, because this whole area is just full of millionaires. As I said, outside he's It's a French guy now. Okay, yeah, interesting. He's not a Russian oligarch. No, well, a we French had Richard, Richard, your man from Pernault, Richard, before, um, who also created this, this uh, Formula One track outside Castellet. Um, what else do I want you to do? There's they've really built up cycling routes, and clearly this is an area where the Tour de France passes through so often. So one of the great routes is the the Piste des um which is between a foodie village called called les Mimos and the Col de Cannadel peak, and this is a searing, vertigous twenty kilometer route. Um, ribbon of road that spans these and, two and areas. And Tour de France goes down there. Exactly. And the great sports names of, of previous uh, Tour de France is sort of painted on the tarmac. So you're feeling that you are recreating a stage of oh, really? the great route. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, but they're building more. I mean, there's now slower sort of mountain biking routes in the area, particularly in, in the middle of yeah. is. And are you a cyclist in these uh, long distance kind
0: of things in mm, France now? Would you take. No, no you no, no, don't. Do, no, I you'd cycle, walk. but
1: I don't do serious. Yeah, I don't do 100 kilometer a day cycles. Yeah, all right. In speech, okay. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Because in the Tour of Italy and the Tour of France mm-hmm. they have a one day event for amateurs which does like the same stage That's or it. Moses stage and then all these amateurs do it, which is extraordinary. I my son did a tour did a day in Tour of Italy and he arrived there and then he saw the mountain and he sent a picture home, said, This is the mountain I have to cycle up, you know? Yeah. Uh yeah, but
1: you're recommending, obviously. I um, am, yeah. So, I want to, So I mean, clearly it's, it's easy to sell the coast. This is an area of of, of, of Côte d'Azur-type coastline just, just west of Côte d'Azur, which is as beautiful but doesn't have tourists. What I want you to do is, though, I mean, Castellet, as I said, is an easy town because it's a beautiful yeah. fortified town, slightly touristy. I want you to go up to the middle of our, up to this area, up to Esterel Mountain Range, which is, again, they've put 100 kilometres of cycling routes. They have lovely walking routes. Well, this is even just down beside San Rafael, again, actually close to the shore. Um, and you're there's no one else there but you so you know you're getting that great food those great restaurants that are in all that whole coast and you're on your own yeah yeah all well right. you know compared to the bloody saint or, or or the yeah moment.
0: you're going to be on your own now because i'm leaving uh, ah. so that is uh, moncon megan in the var Uh, in Provence in France. And uh, next week he'll be back round about this time. When he comes back next week, of course, we'll know who the winner of the Tour de France is and uh, lots more besides. But for me now, uh, that's it for this Tuesday on Travel.